Welcome to the Mycotoxin Matters podcast from Alltech Mycotoxin Management. As mycotoxins present an ever-increasing threat to livestock production, join us as we discuss these impacts and potential solutions, sustainable farming, and our vision for a planet of plenty. Hello and welcome to this edition of Mycotoxin Matters. My name is Nick Adams, Global Director for Alltech's Mycotoxin Management Team. And today we will be looking more closely at the concept of mycotoxins in straw. One of those, I'll say, feed ingredients in some respects or bedding material that we often overlook. But hopefully uh, what we'll learn today is it's one of these uh, ingredients, forages that we really need to take uh, a closer uh, example of. We're joined today uh, by Dr. Radka Borotova and Per Lausten from Alltech Denmark. Uh, Radka has joined us on Mycotoxin Matters previously. Uh, for Pear, this is his first time uh, on the, the podcast. So Pear, you're very welcome. Thank you, Nick. Pear has been uh, with Alltech in Denmark now for uh, over 10 years. And over the past couple of years has really taken a much closer interest in trying to understand the mycotoxin landscape there with a particular focus on straw. And that's really what we're going to dive into today. So perhaps, Pear, we'll start with you. Could you give us an overview of how you arrived at this point where you've greatly increased the testing and focus around the mycotoxin content in straw? What led you down this road, so to speak? Yeah, thank you, Nick. Uh, definitely. Yeah, first of all, you know, we had never thought that mycotoxin could be an issue in straw. But uh, after the harvest last year, we have some south farms uh, where we have clear signals of mycotoxins. Uh, we went there together with the wet, and you know, we do what we always do. We test all the grains, we test all the feed, but we couldn't find the reason. And uh, then we go back again and, you know, go there with new eyes. And then we also, of course, we saw they're using straw. And then we took some samples of the straw and, yeah, we find a, a high amount of, of, of mycotoxin in, in, in this sample. And then it just took off from there. Then, you know, next down to next farm and took some more samples. And here now, 70 samples later, we have a quite good overview of the Danish uh, uh, samples of uh, of straw with mycotoxins. So that's how it took off more or less after last last harvest. Really interesting, pair. And and perhaps then give a little background on why the Danish farms are using straw. Uh, has that been increasing? What's the reasoning behind that? I mean, why uh, why straw? Why not something else? Yeah, and and. And it all comes down to the welfare regulation we have in Denmark. You know, all pigs should have access to straw or another source of material that can activate the behavior of the pigs. But we are using a lot of straw because it's easy to get access to. All farmers have it in the fields and does, and therefore it's also quite cheap to, to have in the, in the stables. So that's why that's down to regulations. Great. Thanks for that, Pear. Radka, Maybe if, if we could bring you in now, could you describe to us what we've learned from the mycotoxin analysis results of those straw samples that have come in from Denmark? 
Yes, Nick. Uh, so when we when we talk about the contamination of uh, straw, everything started in uh, summer 2021 when uh, where our colleagues, uh, Danish colleagues, were sending us straw samples for the uh, European Summer Harvest Survey. Uh, up until now, we received around seven. Uh, 70 samples of straw and these samples very interesting are highly positive for some uh, trachydesin mycotoxins especially dioxinivalnofusaric acid and emerging mycotoxins where we found out also that uh, 97 percent of all analyzed samples were positive at at least one mycotoxin with 3.5 mycotoxins on average per sample and we look at the uh, dioxinivalnol concentrations which were found. The maximum concentration found was uh, 10,914 ppb, with the average around, around 1,500 ppb for dioxinivalnol. If you look at the uh, risk come, which is coming from, from the straw for southern gills, when we look at the REQ value, that was 94 ppb of aflatoxin B1 equivalent, and we talk about REQ, it's always a mixture of the risk coming from different uh, single mycotoxins or single mycotoxin groups. In this case, the most important risk comes from type B trichodesis. If you look at the um, uh, percentage of samples, all straw samples, uh, which would represent a low risk, then we talk about 45% uh, of samples of straw would be of lower risk, but 55% of all collected straw samples and all analyzed straw samples uh, would be of moderate to high risk. So definitely straw this year, uh, maybe also previous years and maybe also the, the next years, looks like a highly risky ingredient, uh, especially when we talk about monogastric like, monogastrics like sows, gilts, but also uh, calves, for example. Yeah, really interesting. And certainly the range there where we've got a good proportion of straw at sort of lower risk. But then if we see risk, we're seeing that risk really come through as higher. Maybe then, Radka, you could go on and just talk a little bit about the fact that when we look at the Danish grain samples from the European Harvest Survey, the mycotoxin levels in the grain uh, represent quite low risk. But in this case, we're seeing higher levels of mycotoxins in a significant amount of the straw. So perhaps you could just talk to us a little bit about why that might be. This is a very interesting question, uh, Nick. Uh, we talk about molds and mycotoxins and the why the molds are producing mycotoxins, where they are producing the mycotoxins, then we have to think about two places. The first one, something is happening on the field. This is the pre-harvest uh, mycotoxin contamination of grain or straw. And then the post-harvest one. I believe our trichotisins in the straw were coming from both places. But definitely the production or the contamination of uh, stalks, which is going to be straw in the future, definitely depends on the weather conditions, that's temperature and the precipitation later in the season, so shortly before the harvest. But when we talk about the grain uh, contamination, the uh, that one very much depends on the weather conditions early in the season, especially when there is a flowering stage. So this is the time 
where the weather is very, very important and the favorable conditions, as I said, temperature and precipitation will very much um, determine what is going what is going to be the mycotoxin contamination on the grain. If we talk about straw, then we have to look at the weather late in the season. And post-harvest, it's also very important how the straw was stored. So how long the, the straw has been left on the field and what conditions it, what condition, weather conditions against were there when it was not protected and it was not properly stored. Uh, it could have been few rainy days. And of course, the fusarium is all over the plant. It's on the stalks, it's on the grain, it's on the leaves. And the fusarium, uh, different uh, species, fusarium species will uh, just continue uh, the mycotoxin protection. So definitely, I would say everything depends on the weather conditions, but weather conditions uh, uh, at a certain stages of the year. Thanks, Radka. And, and maybe then following on from that, for understanding why there may be difference coming from the field and, and from storage, how much of an issue is it in reality for pig producers? So how much of the straw potentially are sows consuming and, and do the levels of mycotoxins that we're seeing then become a significant risk factor for them? If I have to answer the question, and uh, I don't know how it is exactly in Denmark, but according to scientific papers and uh, common practices, around 20 to 30 percent of the uh, uh, daily intake is uh, from straw. So it's quite high uh, proportion of the diet the cells are eating, and that's why I think it's quite significant source of mycotoxin. As, as Pear said, when we're look like, looking only at the grain, while 22 or 20, 30 percent of the diet is the straw, we might be just looking at the wrong ingredient. And I don't know if the bedding uh, is included or it's just the fiber, which is, is a straw, which is used as a fiber uh, for the cells. But if we combine all of this, probably the proportion of the straw uh, might be even higher. I, I don't know, maybe Pierre can say, say something about this closer. What what, and how they do in Denmark exactly? Yeah, it's a good question, Nick and Radke, because if we're taking the grains, barley or wheat, we have a fixed ratios, you know, how much percent of wheat and barley. But really, we don't know how much straw they're eating. Um, the best guess, when I'm talking to the Danish veterinarians and advisors and farmers, you know, if we have a full bedding, stable, I would guess the sows easily can eat as much straw as as feed. But in a normal stable, I would, my best guess is about 200, 250 grams per two kilo of feed they're eating, down to these welfare regulations. And and in the worst cases, when we've seen this, 11, 12,000 people done, we saw suddenly death in the sows. We saw the firing stopped. There was no energy in the sows. And we also, you know, the of course, we saw the feed intake dropped. And then we also saw poor performance to the piglets. Um, that's a second reason, of course, down to the, the benefits from the, the sows. So definitely we have seen some clear signals of, of, of the straw. But you're right, it's very difficult to say how much they're eating of the straw um, compared to a fixed ration. That's interesting, Pear. And I think, I mean, that clearly comes back into some of the things that we've talked about that we're saying that the straw potentially contains enough mycotoxin 
uh, to be of risk. And and what you've described there and, and what Radka is saying around the potential intake, depending on the exact system, that, that intake, though, can be significant. Uh, Radka pairs just sort of talk through some of the signs that they've seen on the farm in Denmark as a result of the sows consuming the straw. Does that fit in with the sort of scientific knowledge around the impact of the trichothecenes on pigs uh, from, from your point of view? Yeah, it fits exactly. The first thing, if I have to guess what is the impact of uh, high levels of dioxinivalon on sows in Denmark, I would guess the feed intake. And this is exactly what is happening. The feed intake is one thing which has an impact on the milk production. That's what Pierre said exactly. But we have to think also about piglets because dioxinivalon will be carried over into the milk. And through the milk, it gets into the piglets where it's going to have an impact on the immune system, gut health, and all over performance, livability of those piglets. So it's very important to think about cells. Uh, and we should not forget pregnant cells, where the, the dioxinuano can trespass into placenta, have an impact on the developing uh, embryo and fetus. And then when the piglets are born, of course, uh, we have to think if she's not eating enough, she's not going to have enough milk. And uh, the piglets are just not going to be fed enough probably are not going to be strong enough. And finally, it's going to reflect in uh, less uh, wind piglets per cell per year. Here we are. Yeah. Thanks, Radka. And and thanks, Per, also. Uh, it's been sort of fascinating to, to learn, I think, over these past uh, couple of seasons as we've done more of the straw analysis in, in Denmark and learn from you both today in terms of you know what that means at the field level and how that's supported by some of the science. So um, thanks very much indeed for, for all the information and your time and, and sharing those thoughts with us today on Mycotoxin Matters. We hope you enjoyed listening today and look forward to you joining us next time on the Mycotoxin Matters podcast. For more information on the topics discussed, please visit nomycotoxins.com. That's K-N-O-W mycotoxins.com.